the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show. And here he is, Larry Rosenthal himself. Good morning, sir. Are you with me, Larry? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. <laughs> well, I scared you there. You yeah, just you like the look the, on your face. Yeah, it's like, where did Larry go? The microphone turned off there this morning. It sounds like I got a little frog in my throat here this morning. <clears throat> I'm not yeah, sure where that well, came from. I think you must you have handed today? it off. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I know that... Uh, I know that you are a baseball fan and that you might have been enjoying some baseball last night, especially because you live in Washington, D.C. area, you know. And there was yeah, a certain, certain baseball we were, we were, team. That, yeah, we were up late rooting for the Nationals, you know, and yeah. uh, just because we're, we're hometown team people, that's for sure. That's true. Uh, so. Very exciting, very exciting. You know, every World Series is very exciting, especially when you have a, you know, a, a team in the, in the game, yeah. in the series that you like, so... Yeah. Definitely. We'll see what happens tonight. You know, turn on the old uh, TV and see what goes on again tonight on 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 the uh, the, the game. So, well, that's well, not the only thing on TV these days, is it? There's a lot of geopolitical stuff going on, and how are the markets as well? So, I guess we're getting into that today. I guess we are, Chris. You know, thirty seconds into the show, and you're already hitting me with it, right? That's, <laughs> that's okay, right. though. Not a problem. Keeping not you on your problem. toes. Yep. I tell you though, I wish everybody would have seen the, the the look on your face here when uh, I accidentally had my mic muted <laughs> right before we started. Where, that where's, was funny. Where's Larry? Where's Larry? <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting right here. <laughs> anyway, well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal's show. Again, I'd like to listen to welcome our our longtime listeners at WAVA in the Baltimore, Washington D.C. area on the East Coast, as well as our new listeners nationwide, coast to coast and border to border. Uh, Sirius XM Family Talk Channel 131. Wonderful Saturday. You know, it's always open mic Saturday, which I always look forward to. I was explaining to someone earlier this week about, you know, how we do the show on Saturdays. And I said, one of the things that I really like about it is I always tell everybody, hey, it's open mic, meaning any questions at all that you may have 
on your financial planning, investment strategies, your retirement plans, you know, how to turn growth into income, tax efficiencies, whatever it may be, give us a ring this morning at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. This is your hour for financial education. Uh, we'll take the mystery out of the Wall Street speak and deliver it right to you. So now that ain't easy. I mean, I'm just saying because <laughs> Wall Street speak is quite complicated. And I'm kind of impressed when you can do that and make it understandable for the rest of us. They do tend to make it a little complicated, don't they? they do. You know, they they definitely do. You know, you you hear words like uh, you know. Um, well, multiple expansions and, you know, our, our earnings are, are down and revenues are up. And what does all that mean? Like and blah, blah, blah. And FDIC all this kind of was stuff. investigated by the SEC for the IRC for the GARG. You know, I mean, it gets a little bit confusing. There are <laughs> lots of acronyms, that's for sure. And I think that's the, the same in, in any business. Too. True, true, true. Uh, so, well, hey, you know, this this past week, not a lot of huge news out there in, in the marketplace. Um, you know, let's just... Knock it right on down the list here. Brexit, on again, off again, on again, off again. Uh, there's going to be another vote here this coming week to see if they can push it out till October 31st. Uh, so, that they, you know, I think they're trying to get a an exit deal with a deal rather than no deal. And mm-hmm. so we'll just have to wait and see exactly what happens with all of that. Some interesting news as well out of the IMF, um, you know, International Monetary Fund talking about the global economy they're actually looking at raising forecasts for global expansion and growth into next year uh so they were they were forecasting a three percent growth in uh not too long ago and now they're they're moving it up to about a 3.4 percent growth estimate for next year and that is in the face of all of these trade issues that have been going on so that's kind of very uh, uh interesting you know when when you break that down so you know again a lot of people are, are saying this is just sort of a mid-cycle slowdown a little bit uh you know and and uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what's going on as far as where the markets are you know we're pushing up against all-time highs again which is always fun always thrilling and when you take a look at the pe ratio which kind of gauges is the market overvalued fully valued undervalued uh, where is it valued in relation to where it sh- where stock prices should be and we're we're bumping up against that you know higher end of normally valued where where stocks are sitting right now and so the market over the next couple of weeks is going to be looking for its next excuse to either pull up or push back down a little bit and so we'll you know we'll wait and see what happens there we need more earnings to come in and and time will tell over the next few weeks but all in all the uh you know the markets the economy everything looks pretty healthy so let's welcome charlie on the line from maryland good morning charlie how are you this morning good how are you i'm, I'm well how can i help you sir calling for an adult daughter she and her husband are both school teachers in a local county in maryland uh, and because of that, they can't do a traditional IRA because they, you know, they have to call, uh, um, you know, they offer a retirement system. And they also have two children, seven and twelve, that they've been putting uh, in money in a five twenty nine. And some uh, fee based advisor that they're dealing with is, is suggesting that maybe they should go ahead and open up a Roth. And I'd like to know your and for well this reason, they don't have a ton of money in the 529s, but the idea is, is uh, you know, 
maybe I need your opinion what to advise her as to uh, he's saying well at least with the Roth there is a provision to pull ten thousand uh, dollars after five years of sitting there uh, to use for you know college expenses for whoever like a daughter or you or whatever and um, yeah, what are the drawbacks of the 529, and what would be the drawbacks of instead of the 529 using a Roth? So, Charlie, here's here's the deal. You're you're looking at comparing the Roth versus the 529. Uh, I also want to throw in another um, uh, option too, and that is if your state has a prepaid tuition program, also take a look at that. But to answer your question directly, the advantage first of all, of the 529 plan is money goes in, and while it's in there, there's no taxes on the money. And if you pull it out, you can you can um, uh, pull it out tax-free as long as it's used for qualified educational expenses. On the other side, there is a rule on Roth IRA money. You can pull out your principal of Roth IRA money after it's been in there for five years, with no taxes, even though you're under 59 and a half and use it for whatever you wish to use it for. So in this case here, when you're looking at comparing using a 529 college savings plan versus a Roth IRA, essentially you will get no interest earnings on your Roth IRA because if you pull out any of the earnings in the Roth IRA before 59 and a half, you will incur a 10% tax penalty on that. So people will look at that and say, well, I'm just going to pull out the principal. So essentially you're putting money away only to go and pull out the principal down the road versus in the 529 plan, you'd pull out principal and your earnings along the way tax-free as long as it's used for college expenses there. That's my breakdown on, on, on both of those things right there. Now, the downside to the 529 plan, because every investment vehicle out there has pros and cons to it. There's no investment vehicle that's going to give us tax-free guarantees and, and good growth. And you know We all understand that. <clears throat> but the downside to the 529 plan is it needs to be used for college. If one of the children don't go to college, you can transfer the um, beneficiary uh, uh, dollars to another child. But if you pull the money out and it's not used for qualified educational expenses, you'll just simply pay a 10% penalty and taxes on the growth of, of those dollars. Whereas if the child doesn't go to, go to college and you have money in the Roth IRA, well, guess what? You just get to use that money towards your retirement plan tax-free down the road. So that's, 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 that's his point to my daughter, that, that point of view. Five years down, they're six years away from the first one going to college if she goes to college. And who knows between age 12 and 18 what a child's going to turn into. And, but man, they got good parents, but you, you just don't know. Well, so. yeah, I mean, you know, I, 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 uh, I understand the strategy. Um, you know, with, with it all, and if you're going to put money away for for college, I'd use the 529. You're going to get a you're going to get a better opportunity for improved tax deferred or tax tax advantage growth and tax free distributions versus in the Roth. You're just going to be able to pull out your principal. That's it, no growth because that growth has to sit there to 59 and a half, or else you're going to pay uh, the 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 tax penalty on it all. So okay, all right, yep. okay, yep, well, that's absolutely. Good Thank you. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Go ahead and give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 
767-3123 with any of your vesting questions, strategies, whatever it may be. Give us a call. Uh, we'll, we, looks like we've got to take a quick break here, so we'll be back in a moment with Larry Rosenthal Show. More of your Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. another money minute with larry rosenthal proper financial planning starts with a firm foundation don't jump up to the third rung of the ladder when you're trying to climb to the top of the roof make sure your insurance is aligned properly make sure you have the right types of homeowners auto umbrella disability long-term care life insurance just to name a few financial planning starts with a firm foundation and that foundation is your insurance then take a look at your cash flow are you able to save money save it in the proper places retirement planning traditional iras traditional 401k plans roth iras make sure that the dollars are actually working for you towards your investment objectives Nationwide and coast-to-coast from sea to shining sea, call now, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. You are listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, and if you'd like to dial in, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Larry? Are you with me? I am, Chris. There we go. With yeah, that, that new button again. Mute right? button. I wanna, I wanna, <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, I've got everybody. Just just, love I've got him me. talked. Yeah, I've got him talked into letting me use some of the controls in the studio. Yeah, we need to have another conversation here. <laughs> yes, definitely, <laughs> without a doubt. But it, it, it is kind of entertaining to see your look, though. Sometimes, so. hey, you're just doing it on purpose. <clears throat> um, you know, hey, the the Bible speaks a lot about money. Ecclesiastes five ten says, "Whoever loves money." Uh, never has enough, right? And uh, whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This, too, is meaningless. In Proverbs 11.4, wealth is worthless in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. So let's keep it in perspective here as we talk more and more about money, who owns it, what our role of stewardship is with it, and, you know, to, to ultimately, you know, what 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 is it that we leave behind, really, and that is the the values, the relationships that we have developed with others, you know, through love. And, and you can use money and different things like that as, as uh, uh, you know, a good, a good means. So, Amen. It's a nice vehicle, uh, but it's not really that valuable all above itself. It's what you can do with it that matters, and that's... This is true. Yeah. Th- this is definitely true. So um, what, what did... Uh, Chris, I can't uh, make Yeah, out. that's a tough one. I, mean, I think it's Acapote, uh, but I had a little trouble understanding it. Good morning. This is Larry. May I help you? Yes. Good morning, sir. My name is Akimbadi. I'm calling from Bowie, Maryland. Yeah, I just have a quick question on uh, um, 401k. Which one is advisable to do? Put your money on 401k and max it out? 
or uh, invest in a Roth? Well, inside your 401k, first of all, I'd like you to save as much money as you can. So I like the term maxing it out. You can max out a Roth or you can max out your 401k. The advantage of a 401k over the Roth is the 401k plan usually has a Roth availability to it. In other words, in a 401k, you have now two lines, two two avenues to deposit money. You have the traditional pre-tax side, and then you have the Roth post-tax side. So if you're looking at maxing out money in a Roth IRA environment, you can max out your Roth 401k through your employer, and then you may be also able to put money into a Roth IRA outside of your employer and match that as well, max that out as well. So explore first with your employer's match um, a 401k plan because for money that's going to go into your 401k plan, usually, not always, but in most cases, your employer will match a portion of your contribution. They'll match on the pre-tax side, but at least you're putting money into the Roth and getting some free dollars as well. I'd hate to see you forego your 401k plan to put money in a Roth and then miss your employer's match. So make sure that you find out what your employer's match is, put money into that, and if you want to be on the Roth side, put it on the Roth side of the 401k. Does that make sense? Yes, it does make sense. So uh, my employer, I think they're matching 4%. So what I did was uh, I was... um, they're taking 13% from me. So I, I told them to take 13% of my paycheck to my 401k. So I'm now trying to explore another option. Maybe I can also do the, I mean, the Roth 401k. Sure, and that keeps it easier for you, you know. Um, take a look at the different investment choices in there and, and uh, allocate accordingly for what your objectives are. So I, I like that idea. At least put in what your employer is matching. That way you get 100% on the match. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. And the last question is about investing on the children's education. So what do you advise on doing that? Well, on the kids' education, there's a couple of different programs. There's the 529 Popular College Savings Program, which which is which works very well. And in some states also have pre uh, prepaid tuition plans. So so take a look at what your state offers. Just Google up um, college savings plan in your state, and, and you can go, for, go from there. If you want, I'll, I'll be happy to put you on hold, and we'll have someone send you out some information on all of that. Yes, sir. Okay. I'll go ahead and place you on hold, and we'll have someone reach out to you on the college savings programs in, in your state and get, get you directed that way. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Hey, visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Last week, we launched a new program on the website called Return on Life. We had lots of people all over the country uh, go there and participate in this survey. What this survey does is it allows you to take a quick two, maybe three-minute little survey on yourself as far as your knowledge of where you are when it comes to, you know, work versus free time, money, how to control it, 
you know, your confidence levels of different things like that. And we put together reports and, and send them back out to people. So it's it's a free service that we provide. It just sort of opens up discussion questions for you and your family on, on you know, what are we getting out of, out of money? How, you know, what's important to you about money? What's important about the financial planning process? All of that stuff. So go visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and right there on the first page, scroll down a little bit, you'll see a button there that says Return on Life. Take that quick little survey. You drop your email in there so that we can email it back to you, and and uh, you'll be very surprised at, at, at uh, what, what you find about yourself when it comes to the management of money and the things that you want to try to do. We also will send out a another report on top of that. gives you opportunity to go even further into the into the scenario. So go check it out. Return on Life at my website, LarryRosenthal.com. We had lots of people do it last week. We just launched this program. And again, we want to be your hub for financial education uh, so that you can you know really get things done the way you need to get them done for you and your family. Pretty excited about that. That's pretty neat. You know? Yeah, yeah, it worked. It, it worked out pretty well. You know, a little nervous about all the tech behind it all, but it, uh, you know, it worked out fine. The website was a, came through as a champ. So did the whole program, and lots of people got a lot of value out of it. We had lots of good comments on it, and um, you know, so go, go. You know, it just takes two or three minutes. We had people doing it, uh, you know, all, all last weekend, uh, all across the country, going to going to fill it out. So again, go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the Return on Life button. Take two, three, maybe four minutes long of, of this survey, and you get back a nice report on, and it really helps you to start taking a look at money differently and, and how you want to try to, you know, what you can use money for. Do you want to get more free time with your family? You know, what's the purpose of you working? You know, do you want to spend some more more, more time uh, working at, at, you know, with a, with a charity or a church or doing all different things? You know, what are you using the money for? Putting it back into the Lord's kingdom, all different things like that. So go check it out, LarryRosenthal.com, Return on Life survey. I also want to talk a little bit about the difference today, Chris, between growth investing and value investing. Two different strategies when it comes to the investment process. And and which one is better, growth or value? And 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 what are the purposes of them? How do they how do they work differently? Uh, when when it, when it comes to all of this, but before we get into that, let's just keep keep the phone lines going because you know this is your hour for for education. So let's go ahead and welcome Brooke on the line. Good morning, Brooke. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you? Um. So um, two questions if we can squeeze it in. But my first one is um, I have a whole life insurance policy. I'm 52 years old that I don't need any longer. After my surrender fee, um, I have about nine thousand dollars. Um, and what I've, through all my research and questioning, I found that my options really for that money are only to roll it over into an annuity or to cash it out. Um, I don't need the cash. I, I just want that whole, I don't feel like that whole life and that $100 premium every month is doing me the best that I can do right now. So I'm just trying to see if there's any other options. And then I'm worried about, you know, um, tax ramifications if I cash it out. Okay, so so Brooke, let's talk about that real quick. Did you ask the insurance company if you stopped making payments, would the policy still stay in force? Um, it, it will. It'll pay itself for a, a for a while, yes. Okay, but eventually it'll go away then, right? So it's not yes. paid up for yes. life then, right? Right. How right. much money did you put into the policy? 
Um, well, I I had it at an, a, for about well, 20, 20 years now, but I only rolled it over into this new place, uh, this new um, company about six years ago. So um, I and they I've been trying for a month for them to tell me what my premiums are, you know, so I know how much are premiums and how much are gains, but. Uh, they, for some reason, can't tell me or don't tell me. <laughs> they should so. be able to tell you that. Are you talking to your agent or the home office people? Home office, yeah. Supposedly they're sending me some sort of report over the next week or so. I can't remember the name of it. Um, but supposedly they're going to be able to print out some report to show me that. Okay. So, but so I guess it, it would – go ahead. Yeah, so like if you've put in a total of let's say seven thousand dollars over the right. years, and you pull out the right. nine thousand, you're going to have to pay income taxes on two thousand of it, okay? Right. Versus taking the whole nine thousand and doing what's called a ten thirty five tax free exchange into another product that allows you to have deferred growth. If you don't want to choose an insurance policy, then the only way around that would be to put it into an annuity. Now that money is going to be sitting inside the annuity, and it's going to be growing tax-deferred, and when you pull it out, you'll pay taxes on it, okay? That's, okay. that's the difference right there. You'll pay the taxes on the growth when you go to pull the money out. So if you're looking at doing that into an annuity, there's three different types of – well, there's many, many different types, but three broad right. categories. There's fixed annuities, <coughs> indexed annuities, and variable annuities, and they have – that all of them have different pros and cons. The primary investment objective of them is to provide you with income somewhere down the road or immediately, in your case, most likely somewhere down the road. And they all go about delivering the growth of the annuity contract a little differently. So in a 10,000-foot in a view, a fixed annuity is going to give you a rate of return similar to that of a bank CD, Okay. An indexed annuity is going to give you a rate of return similar to a, a bond portfolio, anywhere from 3 to 5%. Whereas a variable annuity is going to give you the rate of return of whatever variable investment subaccount you choose, anything on that growth spectrum from money markets to bonds to equity positions, stocks, and things like that. So you'll have a wider variety of asset choices to choose inside of that. Okay. Okay. So okay. it's it's about the engine that's driving your rate of return towards retirement down the road. So you want to take a look at that. Now, with the variable annuity scenario, there are fees associated with it, and they're more expensive than the other two that I just talked about. So you need to get a sharp pencil out and take a look at 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 where you want you know how you want this money to grow and what the fees will be on it, versus simply cashing out the insurance policy paying a little bit of tax now and putting it into a non-annuity investment that doesn't have those annuity fees inside of it. That's sort of the math that you have to take a look at. Does that make sense? Yeah, and that's where I'm leaning toward cashing it out. I'm not in a very high tax bracket, um, you know, and I'm thinking of just – and I also have the option to um, to max out my employer and reduce my, you know, my income by my by contributing to my IRA more so that I really won't take that big of a hit um, for taxes and just do it now and then I can put that money where I where I feel is best yeah and then and then down the right and then down the road Brooke when you go to pull the money out of a non IRA account non annuity account 
you're going to pay mm-hmm. capital gains taxes versus pulling the money out of the annuity. You're paying ordinary income taxes, which usually is higher. Right. Okay. Right. So yeah. So right. those are sort of the, the the three choices that you have on all of that, and you know you can just sort of do some math really quick in your head to figure out what your cost basis is. Right. You know, you said you have two right. insurance policies here, so the second one carried over the cost basis. So just do some back of the envelope math real quick. How you know how long have you had the first policy? How much were you putting in each year? Add that up. Right. Then how long were you putting in money into the new policy? Add that up. Subtract it out from the gain. That's going to be very close to what your cost basis is in the policy. Right, right. And I just one one other question is how does the IRS even know? Um, you know, the insurance company is going to send me the premiums. I, I assume the insurance company reports to them or. You know, because the forms are a little confusing, and I, I just want to make sure that I'm not, you know, do I have to report it to the IRS or will the insurance company report it? Well, the insurance company is going to send you a 1099 that's going to re- also copy of it's going to go to the IRS, and then you've got to match okay, it up perfect. on your tax return. Yeah, so that perfect. that's the way the system will work there. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Great. And, and just one other question. If I took if I took the cash out and I had 9000 or whatever I had um, – Put it into one other one other question I had was besides rolling it into one of my funds is um, or putting it into my funds would be should I just pay down my mortgage um, pay down my mortgage I'm 52 years old I'm, my goal is to have it paid off and I've only had it for two years I want to pay it off in 15 years by the time I'm 65 and um, you know I pay extra every month on my mortgage would it be better to for my money just to put that chunk on my mortgage? or put it in investment for the next 13, 15 years? So, Brooke, kind of a long answer to a quick question here real quick. And and I'm a big fan of as little debt as possible, okay? Uh, so you're, you're, you're getting into more of a, instead of a product tax question, more of a financial planning question. And the answer to your question is, yeah, I'm a fan of paying it down if that's what you want to do, if this is the house you want to stay in and you want to be debt-free in it. I have no issues with that. But it does force other questions in the conversation, and that is, well, if you start putting all of your extra money into your house and and, and the money's sitting inside wood, brick, mortar, steels, and, and carpeting, right, will you have enough money outside of the house to live your life, to travel, to go, you know, to do different things, buy cars, you know, do whatever it is. So I want to make sure you don't end up being house rich and cash poor. So the answer to your question is, I think it's a great idea, but I need to get a better grip on your overall financial planning. How much money do you have saved outside of the house right now? What's your current interest rate? What are your tax uh, scenarios that you're getting with the interest deduction? All different things go into the answering of that question. There's nine different ways on how to manage equity inside of your home. There's three systems to show you how to pay it off early. Uh, And then there's three systems also to show you why you might want to consider not doing that too, depending on your, your overall situation. So I sort of talked out of both sides of my mouth there, but the answer to your question is, yeah, I I like, I like as little debt as possible. Definitely. Uh, At the same time though, I'd like to send you out our financial planning toolkit. There's no cost for it. And it's going to, it'll enable you to, 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 before you make a decision on this money, get, get some more facts for your family, for your situation on what you want to try to accomplish. And it'll lead, lead you down the road a little bit to building out a financial plan. And also take a look at your different investment strategies and what's going on there. Because you don't want to end up being house rich and cash poor in retirement. Uh, does that sort of give, it, give, give a little bit of uh, a broader answer to your question? 
No, no, that that all makes sense, and um, I appreciate. It. I knew it wasn't just a yes or no answer, um, but thank you. I'll appreciate the the, the tool there um, that you're going to send out. Yeah, and then Brooke, let me just tell this to you too. One one of the things there's there's what's called there's a there's a financial planning concept called an equity endowment strategy. And in an equity endowment strategy, instead of putting extra money into your mortgage, you're essentially putting that extra payment into a side investment fund, like even a bank account works or a very conservative mutual fund. Now you're, you're growing at compound interest the, the money that you're going to use at some day to pull over and pay off the mortgage, but it enables you to have a larger tax deduction along the way because you're not paying it down so quickly there on, on, on the paper. Um, and so a lot of people will look at that strategy and use that as well. And some people won't. They'll just keep piling it into their house. So I'm going to go ahead and put you on hold. Think about that a little bit, and we'll send you out our financial planning toolkit, and we'll get someone to give you a ring to follow up with you on that, okay? I sure appreciate it. All right. Appreciate the phone call. You have a great weekend. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Let's welcome Charlene on the line. Good morning, Charlene. How are you today? Yes, good morning. I have an insurance policy. It's about $50,000, and I've had it for about 20, 25 years, and I pay about $35 plus some change every month. At the end of 2024, the policy will have expired, and the premiums will raise to $600 a month. Do I have any other options with that? Yes, Charlene, it sounds like to me that you have what's called an old type of an interest-sensitive, maybe even a universal life insurance policy, where when you took the policy out, interest rates were a lot higher, but as a result of interest rates being as low as they are, the cash value is being eaten up by the expenses in the insurance policy. So you do have choices. One is to pay the higher money now. Um, two is to contact the insurance company and ask them to reduce the death benefit down so that the cost of the policy is not as large going forward. Uh, so th those are really your two choices that I see or, or just letting it stay the same course and then letting it lapse in a couple of years. But if you need the insurance, that's not a good option at all. Reduce the death benefit. Okay. Yeah, like if, for example, if your death benefit, let's say, is $200,000, you can reduce it down to maybe 100000 and then the cost of the insurance becomes less going forward, and therefore your premiums will go larger, will go further for you inside the policy. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Yep, absolutely. If if you if you like, we we'll have someone uh, give you some information on that, uh, because you, you need to call the insurance company and ask for what's called an enforce illustration and run different options and choices on there. Okay, let me write that down. Enforce. Yep, just call them and ask them for an enforce illustration. Say, hey, I want to I want to look at reducing my my death benefit down to reduce the cost in the policy. Okay, I will do that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Let's shoot on over to Texas and welcome Kathy on the line. Good morning, Kathy. How are you? Are you there, Kathy? No. Good put her uh, on hold. Hello, I'll try Kathy? to get older. Maybe she might have stepped away for a minute. 
Yep. Okay. I don't know what's uh, what's going on there, but uh, anyway, Chris, I was talking about getting back to to the concept, two different investment strategies, one called growth and one called value investing. And you hear a lot of this all all the time. You hear, you know, Warren Buffett's a value investor, and and this person's a growth investor. And what is the difference, you know? And you look at a mutual fund, and it says, you know, large company value or small company value or large company growth or mid cap company. Value value what is or growth or whatever what is the difference what does that actually mean to you as an investor the difference between growth and value and then how do they perform in your investments so so when when investors are looking at 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 making selections whether it's you know different types of stocks or whatever the program is investors who purchase quote-unquote growth stocks you're basically receiving um uh, returns from future capital appreciation. In other words, you're looking at that stock and you're going, I believe down the road this stock's going to elevate in price. Um, and, and it's the difference between the amount you pay for the stock and its current value. Whereas a value stock, those 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 tend to, to trade at a lower price today relative to their fundamentals. In other words, you're buying a better uh, value for that stock. Boiling it down, getting away from the Wall Street speak, you know, if you looked at one stock, one one manager might say, hey, you know what, we, we see the stock might be trading at, say, $50 a share today, but we feel the value of that stock is 54 So that might be a growth manager who says, hey, I'm going to go ahead and buy it today. A value manager looks at it and goes, yeah, we see it's trading at 50 we think too it'll go to 54, but if we could get it at 48 and a half, we'd buy it. We want to get a little bit deeper price before they bought it, okay? And they're more concerned about less fluctuation with principal and more current income versus growth down the road a little bit. So, so the difference between value and and growth always comes up all the time, and it's starting to hit the news now. Why? Because we're coming down. You know, we're we're rounding that last that last lap in the year here. We're in the fourth quarter, right? And and everybody's going, well, this did this this year, and this did that this year, and and you know, rolling back to January of 2019. Who got all their predictions correct, right? <laughs> and one of them is always between growth and value. And when you take a look here at basically the difference between growth and value, you know, over the last handful of years and things, um, uh, growth has outpaced value over the last 15 years, the last 10, the last 5, the last 3, the last 12 months, and year-to-date this year. So, it, you know, w- when you look at what do, what economic conditions persist in the marketplace how does it affect growth and value and and so now talking to everybody here about what's inside you I'm getting in the weeds a little bit but take a look at what's inside your retirement plans in your 401k plans look at the name of your mutual funds and it might say XYZ growth fund XYZ value fund Okay, if it doesn't say one of those words inside of it, then look at the index it compares against to, because we have right now, we have, uh, we're we're sort of late in the cycle, right? We we've been going along this cycle for ten years. Some people are saying, hey, it's a doubleheader baseball game, right? We got another eight or ten years to go, which is great news. But when you also take a look at 
a low inflation environment versus a high inflation environment. And now you take a look at, at uh, lowering GDP growth because we've been excelling the last two and a half, three years, and now it's slowing down a little bit, but it's still very, very good, right? Um, we look at the valuation of the stock market. I talked about it at the top of the show today. The market is is fairly valued to slightly overvalued. I wouldn't call it overvalued, but I'd say it's fully valued, okay? And, and, and that gives you the backdrop for the growth access in investing versus the value access in investing. And that's what's been going on the last several years or so. And people are wondering, well, how's my mutual fund comparing against another mutual fund? And these are ways that you go about taking a good, strong look at it, understand what avenue your mutual fund or your ETF is in. Is it on the value side or the growth side? And we've been seeing over the last several weeks more money moving into what what's called a blend, where you're getting a piece of value and a piece of growth at the same time inside the same mutual fund or same ETF or whatever it may be. People are going, well, I wonder which way it's going to break out and go forward this way. But that's a way to really take a look at your uh, – analyzing your investments, as well as talk to your advisor and say, hey, am I more growth-oriented or value-oriented inside my investment portfolios? I've got some information on the differences between growth and value. If you'd like to get a copy of that information, go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and shoot us off an email. be more than happy to send you out the the report on the differences between growth and value investing. Uh, And while you're there, go ahead and take the survey, Return on Life. Again, go to my website, Larry Rosenthal, take the survey, Return on Life life uh so we got to take a quick break here we'll be back in a moment in a moment with more of uh, of your questions and and phone calls give us a ring at 855 rose 123 again 855-767-3123 i'm larry rosenthal we'll be back in a moment with more making money sense you are listening to making money sense live with larry rosenthal Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. So many different ways to invest money. Lump sum deposits, buy and hold, market timing. How about dollar cost averaging? Put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval, whether it's monthly, quarterly, annually, whatever it may be. This gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares. You want to keep buying more and more shares over time. On the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse. Dollar cost average out during your retirement years. Now nationwide and coast-to-coast from sea to shining sea, call now, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. (laughs) 
You are listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to dial in, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-12C3 <laughs> to talk to Larry Rosenthal here in studio with us this morning. How you doing, Larry? You I'm enjoying your well, day today. Chris. I'm enjoying playing around with these buttons, watching you go nuts. <laughs> please don't, please don't touch the red one that says, you know, all things will come to an end. <laughs> no worries, man. I won't touch it. Not for another 15, 20 minutes. Anyway. So, all right. Um, yep. Give us a ring eight five five Rose one two three with any of your questions at all, and. Um, you know, Chris, go, going back to my website, we're, we're having a couple of our retirement dinner seminars coming up. You can go visit our website, LarryRosenthal.com, right there, RosenthalWealthManagement.com, get you to the same place. We're, we're going to have a couple of seminars here in the next, uh, next handful of weeks, actually, over near Baltimore, Maryland, Turf Valley Country Club on November 12th. We're going to be having two sessions that day. First one starts at one, goes to two thirty, and the second one's from six thirty to eight in the in the evening. And it's going to be on, you know, what's happening in the markets, the economy. We do all that kind of stuff, but we also are going to be talking about going from taxable to tax free, going from taxable to tax free. How to enhance your retirement income in your uh, from a tax perspective, as well as pass assets on to your heirs in the most tax efficient manner possible. So uh, these, these, these seminars fill up pretty quick if you want to register. There's no cost for the seminar, and the meals and refreshments are complimentary. So, you know, if you're 55 and over and want to really take a good, solid look at the tax efficiencies inside your investments and how to enhance your retirement income as well as your uh, assets going to your heirs and charities, then come on out. Go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, uh, and register right there. In addition to that, we're having one on October 30th at Evergreen Country Club in Haymarket, Virginia, and that goes from 7 to 9 p.m. there. So got one in Maryland, got one in Virginia. We'll be doing more as as time rolls on here, but uh, we're very excited about these. We've, we've had lots of very good feedback on, on the educational purposes. And remember, um, for those of you that are not in the area, we're going to be rolling this out on the website here in the you know first quarter or so next year where you can actually participate through that as well. So give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123 with any of your financial planning or investment questions. Let's welcome Anthony on the line from the district. Good morning, Anthony. How are you? Good morning, Larry. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How can I help you, sir? Good. Yes, I'm 53, and um, I've worked for the federal government and have a thrift savings plan program. And it's been suggested to me that I should, since I've been separated from the government for like uh, maybe 12 years or so, maybe I might be better off uh, rolling it over into an annuity that will maybe give me a 7% guaranteed um, uh, um, growth each year since I'm getting close to retirement. Does that seem like a good idea? So, Anthony, here's here's the answer to your question and your planning issues here, what's going on. So, you know, the with money that's inside your old employer's retirement plan, 401K, government TSP, 403B plans, whatever they may be, 457 plans, you have a few choices. One, you can leave it where it is. Two, you can roll it to your own IRA. Three, you can okay. pull it out and pay taxes and cash it out. Or four, you can roll it to a new employer's plan. Five, you can roll it out and convert it to a Roth. Okay, those are your or, or convert it within the plan. So those are your 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 four or five options. Now, rolling the money to your own IRA and choosing to put it into an annuity, that's fine. 
if the annuity is your investment vehicle of choice, okay? Okay. So if you're going to, to roll the money to your own IRA, it, it will give you broader investment choices. There's nothing wrong with that, okay? okay? Look at okay. the current cost and current investment landscape of where the money is now versus where you want to roll it over to. That's not a problem. You've got to do the, that whole benefit analysis thing for yourself so you understand the fees involved on both sides. But if you're going to choose the money that goes into an annuity, and you specifically said an annuity that gives you a 7% guaranteed growth, let's break that down for a second because I don't know anything that's given you a 7% guaranteed growth on your principal. There are annuity riders out there that may give you a 7% growth on future income money, but not your principal. In other words, if you've got $100,000 in that annuity and the market grows at zero next year or you get zero rate of return next year, you still have $100,000, right? Right, exactly. But if you have that 7% rider that you're talking about, you now have what's called an income base at $107,000. So you have an income base of 107000 but you have principal in there of 100 If you cashed it out and walked away, they're going to give you the 100 You're not going to get the 107 okay? That's just an income projected number that you can start drawing money from based off of your age. And when you, if, if you're at 65, you get a certain percentage. If you're at 64, you get a certain percentage. If you're at 70, you get a certain percentage. So there's a lot more involved in looking at the details on how this annuity is going to grow and then deliver and in what amounts of money it delivers to you for your income, okay? It's very important to understand this. So I know I'm not at a point which I could pull out anyway. But I was trying to decide whether or not it was worthwhile to now secure the money. I know the market's been good up to this point, but uh, and we're you know it's doing well. But just to secure the money, down that won't lose anything going forward through thrift saving plan if I left it in. Yes, I, I get it, and I understand exactly what you're talking about. I I like the strategy of of what you're talking about, but the. The, the shopping, the education on the different types of annuities out there are very important. You know, I had, I had, I had somebody come in this past week um, and wanted some education on their annuity, and I told them these are some of the questions that you need to ask, okay? First of all, is this 7% rider for you, Anthony, um, is it an annuitization benefit or is it a withdrawal benefit? If something happens okay. to you, will your spouse be able to continue that same program even though this is IRA money underneath your name? Because some annuities allow that to happen, okay? Um, you know, what happens with wh how does the annuity get credited on its growth? How long does the 7% last? Many, many different questions that, that need to be done. I'll, I'll send you out some information on, on all these different questions and help show you how to start shopping. We'll have someone show you how to start shopping annuities for income protection. Is that, that Okay, that, that sounds good. Can I ask one small question? Can you roll over from thrift savings plans? Do they normally um, send you the check and you have 30 days to now put it into the annuity, or can you have it roll over and send directly to uh, the annuity or wherever you're going to uh, invest in the IRS? So you can, you can have the money sent directly if you wish, or you can have the money made payable to the new IRA and sent to you, and then you can deliver it to the new IRA people. Okay. Either way, you're, you're – to, to avoid the tax – problem 
it has to be uh, delivered and into a new, uh, I guess, uh, financial system within 60 days. Is that, is that correct? That's if the check is made payable to you. That is correct. But if the check's made okay. payable to the new IRA and it's sent to you, you can't cash it anyway because it's payable to the new IRA. That's called an institution-to-institution transfer. And the institutions, their default system is to mail the check to you payable to the new IRA. That way you see the transaction happening versus sending it to the institution directly. Um, but, but the TSP, I know, will do either one for you. Okay, that's good. I just wanted to make sure there was no misunderstanding, and I don't want to deal with the tax penalty of <laughs> them sending it to me. No, sir. You definitely do not want that Want that at all. Let me put you on hold here. We've got uh, some few minutes left in the show. I'm going to put you on hold here, and we'll have someone reach out to you and, and show you the differences between the different types of annuity riders, okay? Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123. Again, visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the Seminar icon button. We're going to be having a couple of seminars coming up here in uh, November at Turf Valley Country Club just outside of Baltimore, Maryland. If you're 55 and over and want to understand what's going on, the markets, the economy, there's no cost for the seminar. The meals and refreshments are complimentary. And uh, we're going to be going through the seminar called Going from Taxable to Tax-Free, How to Enhance Your Retirement Income as well as Your Assets Going to Your Heirs. We also will be having one on October 30th at Evergreen Country Club in Haymarket, Virginia at 7 p.m. So go check it out on my website. Again, there's no cost for these seminars, and the meals and refreshments are complimentary. And while you're there, like us and follow us on Facebook in addition to taking the Return on Life Survey. Uh, you know, you're really going to like that if you go check it out. Uh, we had lots of people do it last week when we launched it, and uh, more, more than happy to have you do it again here this time. It gives you a real good understanding of where you are when it comes to your confidence levels on what you're doing with your financial planning, with your money management and stuff like that. It only takes two or three minutes to, f- to, to, to fill out the survey. Uh, so, again, LarryRosenthal.com, the website, and go ahead and, and click on the Return on Life button. So. Uh, so, so you know, some good stuff out there on, on, on the website. Again, we want to try to be your hub for, for financial planning education and, and help you, you know, develop tools and strategies uh, to, to make it work for, for you and your family. So we'll be back next Saturday another with another session of Making Money Sense. But during the week, we get lots of phone calls just to let you know. Um, uh, people call the office. The 855-ROSE-123 flips over, becomes our office line. And people will call in oftentimes during the week and say, hey, I heard Larry talking about this, that, or the other. Do you have any information? And we'll be happy to send it out to you. Yeah, what's the price tag on that, Larry? It's just what you like, Chris. <laughs> Free would be good, right? <laughs> yep. Just takes a little bit of time. We'll shoot it right to you in an email. So awesome. not not a problem at all. Especially, you know, especially you know, we were we were talking about. I'm, I I want to just fill the time here. I don't want to go into another subject because we don't have much time left. Just a few few just a minute or two in the show. But I want to go back and circle around on the difference between the growth and the value. It is very important for you to take a good look at where your investments are lying today. You know, the last gentleman that 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 we that we just spoke to, Anthony, the the last caller, he says his money's in the TSP. And when you take a look at the investments inside the TSP, you have the CGFS and I funds, and then a combination of those funds in the L cycles uh, funds. 
you know, the C fund is the S&P 500, and that is a mixture of both growth and value, what we were talking about. The S fund, small company, is a mixture between growth and value. And, and when you look at the fact that growth has been outperforming for a long, long time over value, you have to ask the question, you know, if I take 80% of my holdings and put it into, you know, kind of a combination of growth and value, and then maybe I want to take 20% and make it slant more towards growth or slant more towards value, depending on the type of investor you are. Those are the abilities and things that you have once you are empowered with the knowledge of understanding the difference between growth and value and how they actually work and function. So talk to your advisor about it. If you don't have one, give us a call. We'll be happy to talk to you about it as well. So for Bob in the back, whose phones went down in the studio today, so people that were calling in were talking to Chris. I appreciate you doing double duty there, Chris. Yeah, sorry about that. Chris McKay as well. (laughs) Yep. I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week, and we'll be back next Saturday with another session. Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense.